0: Listeners, welcome to D-Bronx Podcast. My name is Austin. I'm joined here with Kevin. Hello. And Ian. How you guys doing tonight? I mean, I'm doing okay. Uh, Kevin, I assume, is doing okay since we just went to New England and came out of New England with a victory. Uh, so pretty happy about that. Can't, uh, can't lie. So I'm feeling pretty good. Um... Obviously, it was a game, first first game having Drew Locke back, first game having Phillip Lindsay back. Both of those things played a large role in this game and getting this win on the road. East Coast game, uh, early start time, too. And I think sometimes we under... Uh, estimate how much of an effect that can have on the players. But uh, but Kevin, I'm going to start with you. I just want to take a second, just take a few minutes to just focus on the good that we saw in this game. Uh, of course, there were some things to definitely work on, seeing as though we didn't even score a touchdown. Um, but let's just take a few minutes and focus on the good. Kevin, let's start with you. What are some of the best things you saw out of this game that really stood out to
1: you? Well, first off, um, with everything that has happened to this team, over the first several weeks of the season, most notably injuries and some bad luck and some heartbreaking losses against some very good teams. Yeah. Um, I was very apprehensive about what kind of team would show up in New England against a Bill Belichick coach team that was coming off a bye plus additional time. Belichick had To get their players back. Get their players back and to game plan for the Broncos. Now, last podcast, I suggested that perhaps... This was a trap game for the Patriots. I don't know what happened, but, it, it, but I can tell you what um, really um, caused problems for the Patriots was our defense. And that's oh, yeah. the first thing I just want to highlight. Um, our defense played lights out. And just to remind everyone, we're playing without two pro bowlers. Von Miller, Jarrell Casey, and several other guys have gone down. But yes. we went into New England. I love the energy all three units the focus the hustle Vic Fangio listen we, we we've had questions about his leadership but he got this team ready they were yes. ready to play and maybe yes. they were fired up because of this you know the schedule delays and everything else that was going on and, may, and maybe they they, they they just took it out on the Patriots but that defense Shelby Harris two tip passes one leading to an interception by uh, Deshaun Williams, and the second tip pass stopped a key drive in the game. Yes. That guy. Shelby
0: Harris was a man on fire. Thank goodness
1: nobody else signed him, and he fell into our laps at a million dollars a year. That guy has been incredibly strong for us. Bradley Chubb, he's getting back into form, and he had some help this weekend. Yeah, Malik Reed, two sacks.
0: Two sacks for him.
1: Anthony Chiquillo. Late, late late game sacks to close the game out, too. Anthony Chiquillo, is that right? New Orleans, uh, we, yep. practice squad guy. I think he got a sack. Looked pretty good. He did. Uh, Bryce 90. Callahan, the guy who disappeared <laughs> last year with a foot injury. Looking good. Had an yes. interception. Philip Lindsey, the man who should have gotten paid in the offseason. Oh, season. man. And now, we all know uh, that. The delay in the game, I think, helped us here. Because Lindsey showed no ill effects from that foot injury. Looked fantastic. Went for over 1,000 yards. I mean, I'm sorry, 100 100 yards. 100 yards. 1,000 yards in a single game game. (laughs) And then finally, and I'll kick it over because I know you guys have a lot to say. We signed McManus early in the season. Longer term. New contract. I'm calling him McMoney. Six (laughs) field goals. Two of them. Plus fifty yards, yeah he set a Broncos individual game record, most field goals in one game against New England. We don't win it without McManus great it game. was
0: clutch for him, I mean, and you know how most guys are most guys once they get paid they you start to see their play decline a little bit, but he elevated and and I think one thing about McManus that we that a lot of us obviously outside of the locker room clearly um, we don't realize is he's actually one of the leaders of this team, and he's their he's their player association player rep, um, and he's led them throughout this off season and training camp and into the season, uh, in a leadership way uh, that I I think doesn't get enough attention. It, he's really stepped Von, into a leadership role. What?
1: Yeah, and other than Von Miller, isn't he the only player on the roster with the Super Bowl ring, Super Bowl Fifty?
0: Well remember we just re signed Sylvester Williams. Oh <laughs> yeah. It's a good Who had seven snaps, right. including the the stop on the two point conversion attempt, uh that stopped Cam Newton short of the goal line.
1: Hey, two two more quick shout outs. Albert O. Now, first game. <laughs> he he had a bad drop, but he yes. but he got his hands on the ball and he knocked two a lot of rushes. Two bad drops. But I tell you, you can let your imagination run with this, but with a healthy Noah Fant and Albert O coming into form, it almost makes up for the loss of Cortland Sutton. Those are two great weapons for Drew Locke. I'm expecting big things out of our tight ends the rest of the year. And then I just have to give give a little love to Tim Patrick, man. This guy is a poor man's Cortland Sutton. <coughs> we all know yeah. it, but back-to-back 100-yard games – and yeah. I, you've got some interesting stats on um, our pass catchers, uh, Austin, but uh, and they're not good. But this guy has the surest hands of of our current, uh, you know, ensemble of pass catchers, and he keeps coming up big for us.
0: Current healthy pass catchers, yep. So yeah, I'll, I'll jump in real quick, uh, and Ian. Then we'll get we'll we'll get yours. I just want to just a couple notes on what you kind of mentioned. Yeah, Pat, Tim Patrick uh, has really stepped into his own last week. I thought. Last week, it might partially have been a maybe a rapport that had developed with Brett Rippon because we hadn't really seen that kind of a game out of him with any of the other quarterbacks. But clearly, it was more than that. Clearly, he's just starting to get uh starting to elevate his game with Cortland Sutton being out and uh another another one of those deep balls uh that he was able to come down with in, in tight coverage. Uh, so that was. Great to see Um, the stat that you were referring to, just just to get that out of the way early, uh, is that this is per pro football focus, um, but currently the Broncos have their pass catchers currently have the worst drop rate in the NFL. Uh, They're dropping one every 8.3 catchable passes. Um, The NFL average, not the best, but the NFL average is one drop per every 14.45 catchable passes. So we are unfortunately, and we saw it in this game pretty heavily, uh, we are unfortunately, we drop almost twice as many passes as the league average. But Tim Patrick, certainly a shining spot. And this is a cool uh, cool fact here. You were talking about Bill Belichick. Like, this is a Bill Belichick team. They don't typically overlook... They don't typically overlook opponents, right? He he gets his team prepared to play no matter who the opponent is. He doesn't give in to the whole trap game. I don't think that he's he's necessarily a coach that you can have uh, a lot of trap games with. However, this is a rare feat, and this shows just how important this game was, or or how how big this win was. Uh, this is per Andrew Mason, uh, so credit where it's due. Uh, the Pats entered the day twenty three and won in their last 24 home games against a team led by a quarterback, making one of his first eight NFL starts. New England had also won the last 10 straight games, regardless of venue, home or away, against teams with a QB making one of his first eight pro starts. Drew Locke, even coming back from an injury, went into New England and did something incredibly rare that puts Bill Belichick in New England twenty three and two in their last twenty five games. In that scenario, so Ian, let's turn to you, um, Kevin. You kind of covered a lot of the a lot of the shining spots here, but Ian, I'm going to turn to you. Uh, what are some of the other things, or even some of the same things, uh, that really stood out to you in this game?
2: So I actually, one of my best friends down in Florida is a diehard Patriots fan. I used to watch every Broncos game. Did the Patriots and Broncos play together? He's to watch it at his house, or he watched it at my house, or whatever. So obviously we're not in the same state. So you know, obviously we're texting throughout the game, and we we, we josh each other a lot. And, but after I think the fourth or fifth Brandon McManus kick, he said that guy's leg should be should be should be made into a bronze statue. <laughs> he says it's like having Joe Montana just throw it through the uprights. <laughs> yeah. So what I'm saying is Brandon McManus, uh he killed it. Um,
0: That's a good quote.
1: Yeah, and I
2: mean, I mean, he had multiple fifty yard, t- uh, fifty yard kicks, um,
1: and all down the middle, if I remember right. I mean, I were, mean there was there was not there one was that I was not like, really oh, any my God. That were close. No.
2: <laughs> there wasn't one where like you're a like a in lead. your fingernails. He did a great job. Obviously, he was our only source of offense in the red zone. Obviously. Um. Only source of points for sure. Yeah, for sure. Uh, I liked what I saw from Drew Locke through a bunch of dimes. Um, the Albert O thing, um, I, being his first NFL start ever, I thought he should have come down with two of, those, two of those crucial touchdowns. It just kind of just went right through. They were covered well, but he definitely had to beat and he was above the defender. Um, but he did come out with some two great catches, um, in the middle of the field
1: and, so, run, and run after the catch,
0: run after One the of the catch was real crucial too on a third down.
2: Exactly. So I like what I, when I said, when he starts to get like acclimated to play in NFL football, um, especially when he put Noah fan back out there. I yeah. mean, I mean, it, that, that, like Kevin was saying, I mean, that's, you're making up for Sutton, um, with those two, with those two guys. I'm um, Another thing, um I think it's time we start talking about um maybe switching Ezra Cleveland with um okay
0: Tyree Cleveland Tyree Cleveland that's Ezra we're, Cleveland. we're kind of we're focusing on boys. positives here. that is definitely a topic I want to talk about though
2: but i I think right now you you, you maybe try to sign um Shelby Harris to a multi-year deal in the middle of the season and get
0: Patrick paid too,
2: because Patrick is showing up agreed immensely for us not having actual number one, uh, target.
0: Yeah. And and in addition to that, we, we, the Denver Broncos have paid less on their offense, have less money tied up to their offense than any other team in the NFL, including like the jets, you know? (laughs) Um, so that says a lot, uh, We do have, you know, I hate to say it like this, but we have money to burn. Um, And another thing? Shelby Harris, I think if you let him keep playing at this level, his price is going to keep going up. So you want to sign him now midseason while you can still get him before he wants to go test free agency. His price is going to keep going up if he keeps doing this. And I would have said this a year ago or maybe two years ago.
2: Start talking about locking up bowls. For a multi-year deal.
0: <laughs> I wouldn't have said it a yes. year ago. I wouldn't have
2: said it a year ago either. But the guy's playing lights out at left
0: tackle. He is. Lights he has out. Been, he has been. It has been a night and day difference. It's, something, it's, it's like something clicked unreal. in the bed. Something clicked. It's like we don't pick up his fifth fifth year option and then something He was clicks. like, hold my beer. I'll show you. Just I don't. Maybe it's maybe it's a motivation (laughs) thing. A lot of guys need that motivation where reality hits, reality sets in, Mm -hmm. and when the Broncos didn't pick up that fifth year option, he's like, "Oh dang, I got to get this together." Like
1: he's motivated. This is is my career here. Second year coaching with Mike Munchak. Mike Munchak. I I would not underestimate that. I think. you know, he's a bit of a slow learner, right? But I think he's catching on. He's learning how to play the position finally. Exactly,
2: and I think that's what Mark Shrelis said the best. Uh, the guy is probably the most athletic guy on the entire team. Yeah. But it was up yeah. here. It was the knowledge of football. It was a mentality thing, a mental But thing. now it's starting. Now the knowledge of football is starting to add up with the athleticism, and now he's starting to put together, well, obviously a career year. He's not getting
0: flagged. He's not – It's. I mean, he's not giving up sacks and he's not he's getting not, flagged. Exactly, and he, he's looks the adult adult he looks good in the run game He uh, looks good in the run game. I yeah, I'm I'm actually I'm dead. I'm
2: because you don't want to wait towards if he keeps playing this way. You do not want to wait until the
1: end of the season or the off season when people are like, we saw his tape. It's the the second most important position on the team behind quarterback. But quarterback, yes, yeah, the left tackle. Man. We gotta lock him up. If we can,
0: yeah. Left, you can make an argument argument about corner and pass rusher too on the defensive side of the ball, but definitely the second most important on the offense. Um, Man, uh, so I'm going to jump in here. I meant having Lindsay back. Ooh, yep.
1: Ooh, man. And here's the thing:
0: Melvin Melvin Gordon's a good back. This is not. This is not to say Melvin Gordon's not a good back. Melvin Gordon's a great finisher too. Like he knows how to get the ball in the end zone. He's had a knack for that his entire career, um, and that's why he's, you know, gained the uh, numbers and stuff that he has is because he just he finishes in the end zone. But his but Melvin Gordon's issue is his yards per carry typically is not super efficient. Sometimes he'll have a game. Uh where he's able to get those per carry numbers up in other games, like even last week in the Jets he broke a hundred yards and he was crucial in that win, but he doesn't he he finishes sixty somethings or seventy yards ish if he doesn't get that last forty three yard touchdown or forty seven yard touchdown whatever it ended up exactly. being um and and then you're looking at that three yards per carry number again. Uh, Mm -hmm. but Philip Lindsay broke a hundred yards and his longest rush of the day was 20 yards. Means he was consistently finding the hole, finding the crease and getting the yards that were available. And you just saw it just constantly. I mean, here's the thing the the numbers do not tell the full story with drew lock. So I'm not going to say, Hey, his stat line was bad. And so he was bad. That's not, that's not my, my mentality on drew lock, but the reality is we only completed 10 passes. And we still won this game. And a lot of that had to do with Phil Lindsay carrying the ball twenty-three times, in the absence of Melvin Gordon.
2: And they say that he's not a workhorse
0: back. Twenty-three oh, times—that's workhorse. Man, he's—I mean—and we all know he's the guy who should have gotten paid. It shouldn't have been no offense to Melvin Gordon, but Phil Lindsay had earned it. He had done it two years in a row as an undrafted rookie—or not an undrafted rookie, but undrafted guy—two years breaking a thousand. He's been a workhorse since he came in. And for whatever reason, people just don't see it. People just don't recognize what's very blatantly obvious. And he plays uh, mad. To anyone he who actually mad. pays attention to the team. But moving on from that. So that was great. Uh, looked looked great in regards to um, having him back for sure. Another, another area that looked great. Our safety tandem. Our safety tandem of Kareem Jackson. Yep. Justin Simmons they finally looked the part that they had played all year last year. Now I would say they I would say the first quarter of the season first four games they had moments, they had moments of like, "Oh yeah, that's still them." And then other times where it was like, "Okay, that was that was kind of not good." Um but this game they they truly looked the part and really elevated the play of that of that uh secondary. Bryce Callahan looked great. Doesn't look like he has any ill effects of that uh, injury, Devonte Bosby, guys, come on! Like this guy, this guy looks legit. I don't know how we weren't playing him over Isang Basti the whole time, but this guy is legitimate corner in the NFL. Um, here's here's a stat. I, th- I think I saw this on NFL Network earlier today. Wide receivers for the Patriots had a total of six catches for sixty-three yards. <laughs> Six catches for 63 yards. That's corners doing their job. And we're getting A.J. Boye back next week. Like, in all likelihood, we should be getting A.J. Boye back, so that's going to elevate that even more. Uh, the rookie but,
1: cornerback looked pretty good, right, out of Iowa. Their oh, Michael batter.
0: Ojemudia. Absolutely. That was the next guy I was going to talk about. This is the first game that I've – he's shown flashes at times, mm-hmm. as, we have, as we have talked about. But this is the ball first out. game that I've seen him look throughout the entirety of the game – look like a good NFL cornerback and he caused two force fumbles. One of them rolled out of bounds. That um, other one where he but the other it one, out. Justin Simmons, came and scooped up, got yeah. a crucial turnover. Um so that was huge. Yeah, I mean just this defense. I mean Vic Fangio's scheming on this defense was unbelievable. Let's just
2: talk I mean, this about this is go ahead. Let's talk about how Cam Newton can't beat us.
1: Owen oh, 4. He has a tough time against us. He <laughs> definitely he, does. He never
0: wants to see he never wants to see Broncos on I his own. I want to know if he wanted to I
2: guarantee he was like, "I tested negative for we playing the Broncos, right? I tested negative. Try that again. I want to see if I can get positive. I don't want to play this game."
0: But so he was to, he was
1: pissed. But to when Austin's they moved the game point, back a week, he was holding <laughs> Cam was holding on to the ball multiple times. Coverage and sacks. we had four sacks, and I, I believe at least a couple of them were pure coverage sacks. Mm-hmm. He could not find a guy to go to. Mm-mm. And that's the silver lining with A.J. Bouye going down and some of the other injuries. It's just helped develop the rest of the backfield. These guys the, have the, on the job.
0: Oh, yeah, you know, 100%. They've had to learn on the job. And, of course, if you listen to our previous podcasts, O.J. Mudia, everyone's, everyone's game plan was, hey, throw it O.J. Mudia. And that's what was that's what people's game plan was and now he started to show so that he warning. can do it like he's starting to learn how they're attacking him and and what they're doing to when they when they are coming at him and uh it just it showed a lot of growth in this game um and Dude, and s- as I was saying Vic Fangio just is his ability to scheme this defense with all the injuries that we have we have to remember no Draymond Jones no DeMarcus Walker no Vaughn Miller um no a- AJ Boyer I mean, we've been we've been ravaged by injuries. Some of those guys, Jermont Jones and Demarcus Walker, have a chance at playing this this coming week against the uh, Kansas City Chiefs, but um, but still questionable at this point. But his his ability to scheme up now, way 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 back, way 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 back, Fangio did call a lot of blitzes in his early days as a defensive guy. Recent years, not so much. He's kind of turned to more of a Confusing coverage, rush four type of guy, but he's dialed up the blitz. That last play, that last play that we uh, that we needed that crucial stop on fourth brought down. the house. He brought a blitz he says that he's never called before. Two safety blitz. The double safety blitz. <laughs> a, a delayed double safety blitz. He said he's never called that before in his career, and they just added that this week. This week. And he called it, he said... Because here's the thing, Bill Belichick and now it's not Tom Brady anymore, but Bill Belichick and this, their coaching staff, they recognize things that you've done 15 years ago. And so they have this unbelievable memory of when they see something, oh, they have an idea of what it's going to be. But for him to call a play he'd never called before, I thought was, was, was very clutch. Now, um... They looked like there might have also been a miscommunication on the receiver's route on that, and where he threw the ball. But bringing that blitz didn't leave him any time; didn't leave any time. So I thought that was great, great way to end
1: the game. But, um, hey, I do you want to let, turn? Let just yeah, just real, real quick, Bill Belichick. We haven't mentioned this yet, but I, I really feel like we should talk about it briefly. Uh, the Patriots score a touchdown. You know, their only touchdown with eight and a half minutes left in the game in the right fourth quarter. So yeah. they go for two points. Yeah. It was really bizarre. Um, they Shouldn't go for two points. have done it yet. Yeah, they should not have done it yet. It just seemed like a really strange call for Belichick. And when they miss that, two- now, you know, clearly if they made the two-point conversion, then they're within, within seven points of the Broncos. But if they miss it at that point, now they're two possessions or two scores down. It just seemed odd, and I don't know if you guys reacted the way I did, but I was really shocked that they went for it.
2: I was shocked. I was shocked. I was shocked.
1: Yeah. I didn't think they were going to go for it. I really. I didn't. Was you save that until the le- the end of the game, but that- I think
0: I think with how consistent Cam Newton's been in his career running that play, that was just kind of like a play to win the game type of move. Um, Maybe not a smart move. Luckily, it didn't work, but yeah. It didn't work. But when you get Cam Newton at the two-yard line, he's usually got about an 80% chance of getting it in. So I can kind of uh-huh. understand that aspect of it. Because the
2: guy ran like a
0: madman most of the game. Yeah. He had 70-something yards on the ground. Pretty good. Um, Obviously scored that touchdown. So I th- I think he was just feeling confident that Cam Newton from the two-yard line would be able to get it in because that's what he's done his whole career. Um. Yeah. Against everybody, even us. I mean, he gets it in against us. Uh, we're obviously able to stop him, but but he does that. He is able to typically get that in. But, but yeah, a little weird. A little weird that uh, they decided. And Sylvester Williams played seven snaps in this game after being re-signed. And that was one of the snaps uh, that mattered the most. As, as <laughs> listeners, you'll remember, he was uh, one of the the linemen in that Super Bowl 50 year 2015 got a ring with us um for, hasn't former played number one the team since 2016 Yep. Resigned him this week because of the injuries we've had on the uh off or the defensive line ended up making that tackle yeah that two-yard uh two-point conversion so that was that was huge that was huge to to make that stop in that situation think,
2: think blake bortles would have made that stop because that's who we cut for him
1: and Boros is who back on re-signed. the <laughs> yeah, He Just resigned to the practice yep. squad, which is yep. good news for you, Ian, because I believe you ordered his uh, Broncos jersey, right? Oh, I love you number
2: did. five. I love number five. I have a, He's got a Flaco <laughs> I have a Flacco a number jersey. five too. It's the greatest <laughs> number in <laughs> history. Of Broncos. Hey, <laughs> oh, let me yeah. let me
0: just throw out you something. You got a Prater jersey, a Flacco jersey, and a Boros oh, All the Whoever fives. wears number five. Oh yeah. I'm in.
1: <laughs> so j- back back to the tight ends, okay? Yeah. Alberto as we all know is a speed merchant. Speed kills in the NFL. He ran a 4.49 at the combine, which was the fourth fastest tight end since 2003. Unbelievable. Noah Fant ran a 4.51. So we have two tight ends, 6 foot 5 both of them, with 4 Five speed. I would or like better. to know if any NFL roster in the history of the NFL has ever featured two, four, five speed tight ends. I'd be shocked, and I think you're going to see these guys utilized a lot. They're
0: tight ends with receiver speed. Is what it is. Yep. Yeah, <clears throat> they're tight ends with elite receiver speed. Yeah. Um, it's crazy what we have in those guys, and you know, obviously this was Alberto's now. I can I'm not I'm not, how do you, somebody, does anyone know how to say this man's last name?
1: No. I'm not even going to try. <laughs> I even, refuse. Did you hear them trying to say it on his the name? is an heard players. him I
0: heard him say it like three different ways.
1: <laughs> I don't want to butcher it in fairness it's, to his, to him Okina- and his family.
0: It's Okanemawan. Nope.
1: That's wrong. I don't um, know. I was closer I don't than, know what is right. I was closer than. Ian, that's your homework assignment between now and next week. Find
0: out how to say <laughs> his name and
1: teach us how to say his name.
0: I was. I could was, guarantee. It I spell it phonetically for us.
2: I was closer than Kevin Harlan was. <laughs>
0: you probably were, but that wasn't it. Because they can, started was, going
2: off the rails towards the end. I was like, just say Alberto.
0: So this was obviously his, his NFL debut, uh, rookie tight end. Um, he. Played 24 of 64 snaps. He had been an inactive previously to this. A healthy scratch all year up to this point. But you saw, right away, Drew Locke was looking his way often. The chemistry.
1: They're they boys. have the chemistry from Alberto had 23 receiving touchdowns at Missouri. His, his last year there, he caught 11 touchdowns from Drew Locke. That's a lot.
0: He's going to shake off the rust. Yeah. And that's the thing. Drew Locke knows to look at him in the red zone. And I'm sure Drew Locke would tell you, those are balls that he's going to catch nine out of 10 times. Mm -hmm. And NFL debut. You can't fault him too much. Being in that situation, his first game against a great team. We can't forget the Patriots are still the Patriots, Um, especially defensively. They're still the Patriots still coached extremely well. Um, of course, you don't want to see drops, but you could typically let him go in a, in a, in a player's first career game. And you saw that he was able to create separation mm-hmm. Excuse me, on several several other plays, which shows that he uh, is going to be a matchup nightmare because of that speed. And you're not going to have linebackers that are able to stay up, stay up with him, and you're not going to have safeties that can match his size. So that... Could end up being a huge guy for us for the rest of this year and hopefully moving forward. Um, but I do want to turn our attention a little bit here. Uh, we've kind of been running quite long on the on the topic. I do want to turn to Drew Luck. Okay. Obviously, we all had whatever our expectations were coming into the season. Um. And this was a question that I actually found uh, asked by Andrew Mason on Twitter, and I wanted to I wanted to forward this question to you guys see what you thought. Uh, given Drew Locke's performance in just basically just over two games this season, um, how do you feel about his long-term prospects now, compared to what we were expecting prior to the season? Is it the same? Do you are you a little more little more resistant, or are you just as confident, or more confident?
1: I'll take that.
0: Um, oh, you can go ahead. You go ahead.
2: I yeah. So. You.
1: Um, gosh, it's really difficult, right, G- given the fact that he, he's been out a month. Uh, the good news, uh, you know, he showed no no ill effects from the shoulder injury. As I was mm-hmm. suggesting a little bit earlier, you know, he's in a new offensive system, obviously a new offensive coordinator, so we're, we're, he's going to need some time. We He has a reputation as a gunslinger, you know, Brett Favre type. So yeah. you sort of know coming in the guy is going to make some boneheaded decisions because of his gunslinger mentality. Mm-hmm. You're going to love it at times and a lot of times you're not going to love it and he mm-hmm. made a he threw a couple picks. So, but he seems like an intelligent player, a hard worker. You know, the leadership skills that we saw at the end of last season are still present. Uh, good energy, enthusiastic. From everything I've read and seen, it, it appears that oh, the, players ins- <laughs> yeah, the, the, the players. Oh, he was dancing pre-game. Yeah, the players, guys. Seem to, the players seem to respect him, them, like him. Them. Uh, as As Ian said, he's threw some dimes out there, uh, but he, like all young quarterbacks, or certainly most young quarterbacks, he's going to have to work with the coaching staff, work on uh, his decision making. And, and the fact that he's made some bad decisions is not surprising to me. Uh, that's kind of what happens. But what you want to see is he starts to learn and make mm-hmm. progress. But the the arm talent was on, on display in, mm-hmm. in New England. Remind everyone, at Missouri, uh, he, his senior year, he was number one in the country in terms of deep ball accuracy. He can yeah. go deep oh yeah definitely. um and and then the final thing i would say is it's a shame that so many i mean he went into this game without his number one wide receiver without his number one tight end and and um you know so he, he didn't have the full complement uh, of playmakers out there and i know we we, we beat the injury drum to death but it, it, it's apropos to this conversation but i still feel you know cautiously optimistic that he's our guy long-term and obviously he's got the rest of the season and he needs to stay healthy of course uh to prove it uh, to us and to prove it to the team
0: a lot of good points there uh so in short you feel about the same as what you did coming in the season yep okay ian go ahead i feel more confident um yeah he only completed 10
2: passes this game um I liked his aggressiveness. I don't know if that was I was probably, you know, Patcher's play calling or whatever. But
0: a little bit of both, I'm sure.
2: I mean, but I mean the way if it wasn't for the, at least the four drops, I mean, the guy would have had three touchdowns and over 300 yards. So, he's he's given our playmakers an opportunity to make the play on the ball. mm mm-hmm. Mhm. Um, and he can make all those throws. I mean, there was a couple of those ones that I, I, how fast those things going? like 70 miles an hour. Like, I mean, this guy's just (laughs) chucking ball. Like, like some of those throws, I was just like, man, I couldn't even, there's no way. So I, I'm more the person that, you know, let a guy develop, you know, especially if it's somebody that was highly touted as a first round pick, but slid to the second, um, it's definitely not Paxton Lynch, obviously we know that. Um But I'm I'm encouraged because he makes great throws. And we haven't really seen him make those the like two picks in one game. That's never happened before. That's the first time it's ever happened. So that's kind of uh, like did
0: it not happen against the Chiefs last year?
2: Did he throw two picks against the Chiefs last year? I thought he only threw one.
0: I thought he did. I could be wrong. I thought he only did one, but I don't know. I could we, either one of us could be wrong. I haven't looked up the You're talking about
2: the snowball game. Yeah, um, but I'm encouraged. Uh, the one thing he has is he's got leadership too, and that's one thing that this team lacks. He, he had, he had nat- one one charisma. one pick
1: against one pick against KC last year. That's what I thought.
2: Okay, thanks for looking that up. But he's got leadership, and he's got command of the huddle. He's got command of the defense. The defense. Our defense loves Locke. I mean, Justin Simmons came out talking about it. So he's a gamer. Uh, Von Miller, even though he's not with the team right now, loves him. I mean, there's there's no – there's other than him getting injured a couple times early in his career within his first eight starts um, – well, actually, his original injury was before his first start. But uh, he seems to be the guy that – he's making football fun in Denver, and it hasn't been fun since Peyton Manning left. It, it, it
1: and he is mobile. He's got good foot speed mm-hmm. and he has an ability to um good pocket presence I should say. Um so he can get rid of the ball. He's going to get better at that. You know, he 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 got injured against Pittsburgh probably because he was trying to do too much. Um and one of the things uh, and I'll kick it to you Austin, but just final thing on Drew Locke. I really liked he he gets injured against Pittsburgh and and he and he's off for a month and he was interviewed a week or two ago and he talked about sitting in front of the TV um you know during the, during this period where he was rehabbing the shoulder and he and he, he said he watched a bunch of older quarterbacks play so i'm i'm guessing you know he's watching Rodgers he's watching um Brady you know guys like that Breeze and, Manning. And, yeah those guys and he's just watching how they get rid of the ball. How they protect themselves? He said, "There's an yeah. art to staying healthy." Yeah. So, guy, don't you? You just love. He's not. He didn't. Go, he's not at home playing video games. He's studying. He's watching the Masters, <laughs> the Drew Brees, yeah. and guys like that who have lasted in the league for years and years. Mm-hmm. And that is a great sign to me. Yeah, he's oh, not. Sit, he's
2: not sitting home just like, uh, oh, woes, man. I'll I'll be back in a couple weeks. He's actually studying me like, How, you know, all right, this seems to be a trend. I'm getting injured a lot. How do I fix this? I mean, you, yeah. I mean, if anybody you should watch, it should be uh, Ben Roethlisberger. I mean, that guy mobile, but has been injured a lot in his career.
1: Yeah.
0: Yeah, I, so, so when looking at kind of the prospect between where I was at before the season and now, pretty much the same. Now – it's a small sample size and you know I would feel a lot better about asking that question and I wanted to ask it just to kind of see where you guys were at but I'd feel a lot better about that question if you had played all these games up to this point um you would have bigger sample size right excuse me I am dying over here um but we'd have a bigger sample size if we'd if he'd been able to play uh, up to up until this point. But of course the injury history and how injury prone a guy is also plays into their futures as the long, or as into their prospects as the long-term guy. So you can't, you can't really avoid that. Now his stat line was bad. 10 of 24, zero touchdowns, two picks. I think it was 189 yards. If I'm not mistaken, it was, um, which is 18.9 18. yards per completion. Um, <laughs> that ain't bad. Um, but and, and and like you were saying, Ian, he had some dimes that he threw, and like you had the one that bounced off of Deshaun Hamilton's chest oh, in the
2: fourth that's quarter. That's the one, bro. That was his probably a touchdown, but
0: at the very least, you're right on the inside one. <laughs> with the ten yard line. Oh, yeah. um, We'll not get on this yet, but Deshaun Hamilton needs to be cut. Um, not demoted, cut. Like pay a different team to take him. Um, this is I mean he last last game against the Jets, he had a a, a throw by Brett Ripon when he was wide open deep down the field. Brett Ripon. Oh, the one to the left, yeah. And, and he just he didn't even put his hands out. He did he didn't even try to catch it. And this has just been it's. It's three years now. We're three years into this guy's career. He's it's just it's been a pattern. He hasn't grown. He's regressed, if anything. Um so he needs he needs to be gone. And like you were saying, Ian, Tyree Cleveland, seventh round pick from this year. Get him in. See what he can do. See what he can do. Because anything with Deshaun Hamilton getting these opportunities is a wasted opportunity. Um, because that's what he does when he's in the game, is he drops balls or just doesn't try to catch them. Um but guy's a bum. Drew Locke tried to force far too many throws in this game. Now, some of the throws were fantastic. Like that one to Tim Patrick, you know, early on in the game was fantastic. I mean, he had several plays and several throws. That I was very encouraged by and very uh, impressed by. Uh, but, I mean, I feel like I, I saw four or five that he threw, tried to throw to the end zone <clears throat> when there wasn't a window. I mean, there was like there two wasn't guys governing kind of a window like like his receiver would have had to literally ghost through the defender in order to get to the ball uh and I, it it was several times just trying to force it now of course he had the drops he had the drops were an issue his numbers would have been night and day better um if you didn't have the drops, the drops are certainly something to talk about, but even like throwing that deep ball. I don't know if you guys went back and watched throwing that deep ball late in the fourth quarter on first and 10, not necessarily, you know, I'm not here to discuss what the play call was, or, you know, maybe it was, maybe, maybe the play call was, Hey, send everyone deep and then have someone and short. And it was meant to be a short pass that he just won In any case, there was two guys open on that play. And the guy he threw it to was not one of them one of the guys who was on the left side of the field from Drew Locke's perspective was wide open, like like five to 10 yards away from the closest defender. And it was still a deep ball. He still could have thrown his deep ball, except it would have been a wide open completion, probably touchdown. I didn't see who it was. And then on the right side, Deshaun Hamilton was open to had his guy beat by three or four steps, but I can understand not wanting to throw it to Deshaun Hamilton. Exactly. Um, but uh, but ne- nevertheless, the guy on the left hand side, if you go back and watch the film on that wide open, wide open it was not even a contest uh, if he had thrown it to that guy. He's just gotta um, learn how to he's gotta learn his reads yeah he's got and and sometimes he does. I saw him uh they 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 uh, he changed a play call and I don't remember I can't remember what part of the game this was, but he changed a play call. And when the first read wasn't there, he worked all the way back and got a. Sh- it was a short completion. It was, it was in the first quarter. Later, we were able to actually see him working through his progression. That's the one where that. he. So again, I'm not. This is where he by He escaped no means from the pocket
2: any- and threw that ball. He remember he escaped. They came in. He escaped a little bit. Yeah. And he threw that ball for I don't know about seven yards, but still, he yeah. understood that the defense.
0: Yeah. Yeah, yeah. So by no means, when I'm when I'm talking about these issues or whatever, am I down on Drew Lock? I still. Like I said, I'm about about the same place I was uh prior to the season, which is kind of where Kevin's at. Cautiously optimistic that you know, I've I've seen some good things from this guy and hopeful that, that he can be the guy, but still some reason for cautions as well. You gotta think and that's about kinda it. just what I'm looking at, just some of these reasons uh for caution. Um but man, he played so composed playing against the Patriots, uh playing in New England, his first game back, incredibly composed uh had that that chemistry or just that charisma um both before the game and during the game that kind of i think just i think that just really affects the team the team just it absolutely they're just they elevated of in terms of his just his confidence bleeds into them and we, talk, and we talked we talked about
1: it we talked about it last season he he has that that it factor right yeah. it, it just he has a presence about him I and mean, even watching on tv you sort of Feel like good things are going to happen when he's out there. Just his demeanor, the way he carries himself. Yeah. That is the ultimate intangible that you need out of a quarterback, right? You kind of believe in him. Even when he screws up and he makes mistakes, well, he's going to back. You believe he's going to do something good. You're like, okay. He's he, going to come back. He's going to yeah. make up for it. There's not a lot of yeah. quarterbacks that I've ever felt that way, other than maybe Elway and Manning, right? With the Broncos. But he has that. And I think the players feel it. And that's why he should be a good leader on this team. And he will, I believe, clean up some of these decisions. um, Yeah, and I I, I think so, too.
2: I think think so, so yeah. I agree. I mean, because he's not like somebody like Pax and Lynch, throws a pick, goes on the, sits on the, starts crying. crying. I mean, this guy's like, (laughs) give me the Microsoft Surface and let me see what the heck's going on. (laughs) <laughs> and then when you and then when you listen to him, he's like, feel bad for Lynch. His, uh, <laughs> uh, the pirate? I don't yeah. like to talk bad about him.
1: I I do too. He seems like a weak-minded soul, but he was
2: touched. But he, was, like, he, was he was touched, even if
1: he is weak-minded. Too. He was yeah. touched. But and then, like,
2: and well, then yeah. you and then you go to the the uh, you know the press conferences and stuff, and Drew Locke's always just like leaning in, super engaged. Like you know, if I fix some of these mistakes, I feel like I can be a great quarterback in this league. Like he's always looking up; and he's not looking down.
1: Yeah. Compare his press conferences to to uh, to uh, Cutler's when when Cutler played for the Broncos. Well,
2: Cutler had diabetes Aloof. and he didn't know what the heck was going on.
1: <laughs> yeah, didn't okay. didn't really care. Hold going on. through the motions.
0: That's that's also that's Jay Cutler. Okay. Ugh, the reincarnation of, of Jay Cutler. Cutler is Joe Burrow for Cincinnati Bengals. You think so? Oh, I can't stand. I cannot stand Joe Burrow. A dude's got no personality other than I'm better than everyone at everything. That's his. Yeah, but Jay Cutler was just like,
2: I don't really
1: care about anything, yeah. and I'm tired. And if he doesn't care, why is the team gonna <laughs> care, right? The players around him. <laughs> yeah,
2: that was a, the most wasted talent I think I've ever seen in the NFL.
1: Yeah, true.
0: Yeah, he had all the all the physical talent. Now Drew Locke, So this is I'm just kind of looking at some numbers here. Uh The Broncos. So the win. Uh, snapped an eight, 18 game losing streak streak dating back to two thousand four, when their starting quarterback had a passer rating below fifty. Drew Locke's rating Sunday was thirty four point nine. It was the lowest passer rating for a Denver quarterback since Jake Cutler in a win. A, a Jake Plummer <laughs> in a win since week one of two thousand three when Plummer had a twenty one point seven rating. Yeah, now here that. here's the thing. Pro Football Focus looked a little bit deeper into this, and this this I wanted to. Uh, wanted to, I guess, speak on air. Uh, So they gave Drew Locke a grade of 72.7 passer grade for Sunday. That was his second best in eight starts. Uh, They gave him an 82 grade uh, for the Lions game last year and a 68.3 mark for the Houston game, of course, uh, that we won. Uh, His overall grade of 67.3 versus New England was his third best trailing those two games um but now that passer grade takes into account things like drops and things like that that were not on the quarterback which the traditional qbr does not take into account um so per pro football focus he actually had one of his better games throwing the ball than than he had had in his career to this short career up to this point. So that's an interesting, yep. interesting fact. Yep. So. It's, a, it's, it's a, what could have been stat. Yeah. It's kind of like the, yeah, their passer grade is like, this is what he was in control of. This is how he did. Yeah. He was in control of this is how he did. Uh, And so that's definitely an encouraging stat for sure. And I mean, like I said, he did a lot of good things. We won the game. We can't complain, but we didn't score a touchdown. Our red zone offense has to improve. Red zone offense has to improve. You're not going to win too many games without scoring a and touchdown.
2: And I put one more thing with this Drew Lock. He okay. did that on probably the best secondary in the league. Ah, uh, you got one of you they got, have, you they got have the, M- the best this year. you got the McCourty brothers. And Stefan Gilmore Stephon Gilmore
0: yeah I, I yeah, I'm not yeah, no, of course, I'm not, and he could have had all. three just, touch- They haven't played that well this year,
2: no, I mean, but here, right. I mean, but here's the stat that this this was the first game this year that the Bronca that the Patriots have let they haven't had a hundred yard running back against them, and they haven't had a hundred yard receiver against them, Tim patrick, a hundred mm-hmm. yards.
0: Lindsay, hundred Lindsay, a
2: hundred yards. First We've got time both of year. them in the
0: same game. <laughs> in the same game, love it. <laughs> I love that. I saw that. I saw that. Yeah. Um, Th- that was Vic- and how about that third and twenty one? Oh. oh, third and twenty one, and then you have a thirty five yard reception to Tim Patrick. Oh, it was great. It was clutch. I That's, love it. The house shook a little bit. Oh yeah, that was <laughs> house shook a little <laughs> bit. Uh. <laughs> That was great. Hey, I wanna I wanna turn our attention a little bit here. We uh, we've been doing something called weekly checkdowns, uh, which uh, which I I really enjoy doing, and uh, it's just kind of a fun little thing where we go through just some quick bits, quick uh, give and take topics that we're not gonna spend really any time on, um, but we feel like should be mentioned anyway. So. Uh, so, for our weekly checkdowns, I'll go ahead and get it started. Uh, the Broncos' three losses this year against the Buccaneers, the Titans, and the Steelers
2: oh, I know one.
0: are all three first-place teams with a combined record of 14-2. and two. And two of those games we should have won. Two of those teams are undefeated. Should have beat them. Yeah. All right, jump in with a checkdown. Go ahead.
2: I got one. Fifth time in franchise history. The Broncos won despite not scoring a touchdown.
0: <laughs> That's a trend we hope not to continue.
2: <laughs> it was terrible. I was like, come on, take just a score a touchdown, man. <laughs>
1: Dang. Fifth time. Rather win ugly than lose pretty.
2: Oh, you heard That's, that from a hey. man on uh, DNVR.
1: Yeah, I think I did. So I, I've got one. Uh, yeah. Drew Locke. The youngest quarterback ever to win a game at Gillette Stadium.
2: I saw oh,
0: wow. that. Yep, didn't I? Did not see that. That's great. That's great. Uh, Broncos are now six and zero in Philip Lindsay's career one hundred yard games. He posted one hundred one yards today, uh, his first game action since, of course, the first half of the opener. Um, obviously, six and zero when he rushes for a hundred yards means give him the damn ball. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> yep. Meow.
2: Go ahead. I think this is the first time that the Patriots have started two and... It's been their first five games, been two and three since 2001. 2001? Which is the year that Brady took over after, uh, you know, after the Bledsoe injury.
0: Of course, the Bledsoe injury. Yep. And of course... The, so that's how um, many years?
2: That's 19 years. That's a lot of years. 19 years. The... This
0: is insane. Yeah, that's that's pretty crazy. Um, real quick, uh, running back Demaria Crockett is visiting the Broncos. Uh, this is for Mike Kliss. He has, he was a Missouri teammate of Drew Locke in Alberto. Uh, he was undrafted rookie last year who has spent time with the Packers, the Raiders, Uh, And the Texans, he started testing today. Uh, So he's still a few days before he clears protocol. But it looks like the Broncos are bringing in running back help uh, with the more than likely suspension coming to Melvin Gordon.
1: Ah. You know, we've only had like one series, one or two series this season with Gordon and Lindsey in the backfield together. Yeah, Shame. that's a luxury. dynamic one two punch. If we can never get that going, and we'll, we'll see li-
2: what happens. I mean, because uh, who knows what happens when he uh, gets you know, he got to stay out of the drunk tank, man.
1: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, strep throat. I mean, uh, how do you? Uh,
2: here's the thing that I didn't get. I was like, you know, I was talking to my buddy down in Florida, the, the Patriots fan, and I was like, because he was like, Oh, dude, why is it Melvin Gordon? Uh, playing I was like, ah he's in the drunk tank. And he's like, Are you serious? And I was like, Well not technically. I was more of a joke. I was like he got caught with a DUI on Tuesday, held out of practice, full practice on Thursday, Friday goes down with strep pro. Seems a bit odd.
0: <laughs> seems <laughs> seems a bit odd.
2: <laughs> By the well. way, you,
1: you... You guys heard that he was fairly drunk, right? I mean, like... Oh, no, he was words, blasted. Drunk. He was, he was, and you <laughs> he also heard that apparently he called John Elway, like, almost immediately. And I, and I thought on one hand, well, that, that's a classy move. You, you know, pro- probably something <laughs> that needs to happen. But, but,
0: but... That's <laughs> but like what, when you get caught, then you're like, oh, I better tell them before I they better, find out on their
1: own. But I just wonder if Elway picked up the phone and just heard a... Drunk Gordon, <laughs> slurring his like, words, could hardly talk. <laughs> can hardly talk. He must have been just staring at the phone, like I don't believe I got this phone call. And oh, like you mentioned, man, it's like late, it's like he's like, man, uh, hold,
2: he's like, hold on, hold on,
1: Monty. Is that Monty? Oh. Monty Ball? Is that Monty, Monty ba- Ball? Oh no,
2: no, oh, oh, it's Melvin Gordon. Man, what's up with you guys in Wisconsin
1: and There's
0: a pattern there in Wisconsin. I think needs to be addressed. <laughs>
1: Hey, uh Austin. Yes, I wanted to introduce, and I don't know if it'll be a regular segment, you know, we'll kind of see how it goes, uh, but maybe periodically drop it in. I have three quick hitter trivia questions for you guys. Yeah, bring them on. All right, here we go. uh first quarterback to f- and I'm going to make it multiple choice, okay? That'll first help. quarterback to finish a season for the Broncos with a passer rating over 100 with a minimum 200 uh, passing attempts. First quarterback ever to do it was at Elway, Plummer, Greasy, Gus Ferrat. Ooh.
0: I'm going to say it so, was okay. Gus Ferrat. Okay, I'm sorry. So,
1: I believe he's the only. Ho- over
0: 100 passer
1: rating. Minimum 200 passing attempts.
0: Minimum two hundred passing attempts. Gus Frat. I don't say Gus Frat because it was the year that uh,
2: uh, Greasy got injured.
1: The answer is Brian Greasy oh. in two thousand. Oh. He had a one hundred and two point nine QB rating. Oh. that was on fire! Remember how good he when was when we actually he got thought injured? He was really good. Be a good replacement. Yeah, and he also <laughs> had, he also ended up in the drunk tank when he was in Denver. Oh yeah, he's also on, on the.
2: NFL right, right now behind you, right, Austin?
1: <laughs> oh, God. <laughs> first first Bronco to record over 15 sacks in a season. First. First to do first. it. Was it Trevor Price, Carl Mecklenburg, Simon Fletcher, Lyle Alzado? And, yes, a couple of these guys predate you two. I'm going to go Simon Broncos. Fletcher.
2: I'm going to go Trevor Price.
1: Answer. Austin nailed it. Simon Fletcher, really? 16 sacks in 1992. Yeah, Simon Fletcher was a beast pass rusher. Right? That, didn't pre- that didn't
2: predate me, but I probably wouldn't remember remembered that. I was like –
1: All right, final question, guys. Nine. First running back, and I believe only running back ever, for the Broncos to rush for 20 touchdowns in a season. Was it Clinton Portis, Terrell Davis, Mike Anderson, or Floyd Little? 20. 20-plus. 20 plus touchdowns rushing Clinton Portis Uh, Mike Anderson I think answer Terrell Davis get a load of this stat line and Mike Anderson
0: split time too much in
1: 1998 Terrell Davis rushed for 21 touchdowns and 2008 yards
0: that's that was the year man
1: bonus question Ah. what what round was Terrell Davis drafted in seventh seventh round sixth damn it what round was Shannon Sharp drafted in undrafted Oh Shannon my! Shar- Shannon Sharp was drafted in the seventh round in nineteen ninety. That's who I was thinking Terrell of. Terrell Davis was drafted in the sixth round in nineteen ninety-five. If it wasn't for those two guys, we don't win back to back Super Bowls.
0: Oh, no way. No way we win a Super Bowl. Late
1: know, round draft pick. You know who
2: I was one thinking one about one undrafted? Was Rob Smith. Uh, Rod Smith. That's who I was thinking about. Rod, undrafted. Smith, Rod, undrafted. Yeah. Rod
0: Smith was undrafted. Gosh, who was it? I feel like there was someone now I, I know Brandon. You know, Marshall I only
2: played two years with I someone.
0: I feel like there was someone in that like era that was drafted in the 4th round that ended up being pff, clearly I'm wrong but um ended up being just like was it well, yeah, what about McCaffrey?
1: McCaffrey was drafted by the Giants. Uh, what round? And traded to the and, and then traded to San Francisco and then to Denver. Believe it or not. Yeah,
0: I'm I'm going to I'm going to I'm going to withdraw my thought on that. I'm
1: going to withdraw Couple good questions McCa- there. McCaffrey, I think, was a high draft pick, first or second round. Was he? Round. Yeah, I think yeah. so. Yeah. Uh, couple good. And McCaffrey, good, good by good the way, a little trivia. You know that Ed McCaffrey has a son that plays in the NFL. Yeah, uh, yeah. I, I don't
2: know if you guys. I don't knew know. That. I, I think he's he's a pretty good running back.
0: Austin looks stunned. <laughs> he's pretty good. <laughs> what?
1: <laughs> what? <laughs> pretty good. Pretty Just good a running back. shattering. <laughs>
0: Oh, man. I You know, I remember leading up to that draft, I was like, if there's anything we can do to move up to draft oh, Oh, if we I mean, get a guy, happen. Christian McCaffrey. Obviously. But I think he got drafted, what, fifth overall that year? Fifth or seventh. I eighth or ninth. remember. My, oh. Still a steal. Uh,
2: he should have been drafted
0: one. <laughs> oh, yeah. Man. He's had a better career so far than Saquon Barkley. The Saquon Barkley looks pretty good, too. Um. He's had a better career than his dad. <laughs> already. <laughs> Add already. Um, the bruise. His dad had a good career. So moving forward. Don't want to spend much time on this because we're already at 58 minutes. Kansas yeah. City Chiefs coming to Denver this week. We are hosting them in Denver. They just they lost to the Raiders and then they just, as we've been talking, this is Monday, beat the Bills uh, in Kansas City. No, I'm sorry. In Orchard Park, New York. Um,
1: what do you guys think, man?
0: That's all. <laughs> what do you think?
2: <laughs> Go ahead, Kevin, first.
1: Well, I, I don't think we've beaten the Chiefs uh, since 2015, our Super Bowl season. So somebody do the math on that, where we've lost eight, nine, ten times in a row to them. Uh, Many I, times in a row. I don't think Almost we're Almost beat gonna... them. Go ahead. Yeah, I don't, I don't think we're going to. Unfortunately, I don't believe we're going to uh, break that streak. Uh, this Sunday, obviously I feel far more optimistic, uh, you know, given how well the defense played against, uh, uh, new England and obviously we're going to need unbelievable, uh, defense to slow down the chiefs. Uh, I do think we have a kind of a a puncher's chance uh, to pull this out. Uh, we're going to need to get some turnovers, need to get some pressure on, on Mahomes. Uh, we need our pass catchers to catch the ball. No drops. Right? Um, and, you know, the offensive line, you know, has played reasonably well over the last couple weeks. You know, keep keep Drew Locke um, upright will help. Uh, and, unfortunately, the final thing I would say is I'd feel a lot better about it uh, this game if, we, um, if there was, you know, 75,000 Broncos fans in the stadium. Oh, I'd feel so, a lot better about it in that so, situation you know, even then. We, yeah, uh, we, do you have we, a, do you yeah. have a prediction? Um yeah I th- I think it'll I think we're going to keep it reasonably close. Uh I'll go out on a limb and say that I believe the game uh will be decided in the fourth quarter. Uh and I think Mahomes will like Mahomes typically does, he's going to pull it out late. Uh I think we lose 24 to 17.
0: Twenty four seventeen. It's high 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 praises for what you expect our defense to do against them. Um I'm gonna so so biggest thing we need to do uh that we have not been doing is we need to finish in the end zone. You're not gonna you're not gonna beat the Chiefs uh trading in all your all your trips in the in, in the red zone uh, for field goals. You gotta finish with touchdowns uh to have a chance whatsoever. Uh, We should have Fant back, or Fant is – I know they're considering him week to week, but they say there's a relatively good chance that he'll play this week. Um, Draymond Jones could be back. DeMarcus Walker could be back. Uh, A.J. Boye is likely to be back. Um, Big. Pass rusher, outside linebacker Jeremy Itachu is the one guy of note that's not on IR uh, that is doubtful at this point. Um but yeah, we're gonna need a healthy dose of Lindsay because you need to limit the amount of time that Patrick Mahomes has the ball. Uh, but you're also gonna have to you're gonna have to take some shot plays. The Raiders beat the Chiefs with big plays over the top. Now we see Drew Locke obviously is willing to make those throws. Uh, we just have to win those battles. We have to come down with those. Hopefully KJ Hamler uh, will be able to play in this game because he's got speed to burn. But I don't know how likely it is at this point. Did he? I, I
2: think he's doubtful, even at this point, right now.
0: Uh, I heard questionable. I heard Atachi was the only one listed as doubtful, but you okay. might, might be he right. Be yeah. right that his chances are still low. Um, yeah, because we're gonna we're gonna need some explosive plays uh, to keep this game close and within striking distance. I I don't think we win, unfortunately. I now, good news, I predicted we lose i i predicted a loss against the patriots as well and i'm happy to be wrong and i hope that i am wrong once again because if we pull this game out we're 3 and 3 our season is essentially turned around like at least having the opportunity to compete maybe even get the extra wild card spot this year you know uh playoff con- con- contention would be back within the realm of conversation um I do not think we win this game, though. Uh, they just have too many weapons, and now they have Le'Veon Bell, who will probably play in this game, um, who's a freak pass catcher. Uh, and we don't – I mean, we did pretty good. Uh, we did pretty pretty good against running backs uh, against All the Patriots. Year. Although James White, I think, had like eight catches for like 70-something yards um, coming out of the backfield. But I think we lose this game. Uh, I'm going to go with 31-23. So I do think we'll be within striking distance. But still not super close. Um, yeah, 31-23. But we then we then will play the Chargers and the Falcons. And I think we have, a, at least at this point, decent chance of winning potentially both of those games. Um, but Justin Herbert looks good. And the Falcons looked way better without Dan Quinn. Um, Ian, we'll go to you.
2: Well, I look at it this way. Are we gonna beat the Chiefs? Probably not. <laughs>
0: <Yeah>. <laughs> <laughs> it's just the reality of I mean, the I mean,
2: but they're trending sorta of down. Um they haven't they didn't look good really against the Raiders. They really didn't look great tonight.
0: Against, well, hold on, they ran the ball very well tonight.
2: Yeah. That's the one thing. Yeah, but the Bills can't cover I mean they they don't have a great run defense. Guess who's got one of the best run defenses in the league? Us. We do. And the one thing that, yeah, Le'Veon Bell, but he's, he hasn't even been in the system that long, so he's not he's not going to be a starter that I think. He's going to back up uh, Alaire, I think he's going to be the backup to the rookie.
0: At least working into the game initially. Work, I mean, yeah, I
2: mean, yeah. running First back, running back is probably the easiest thing that you can just plug and play other than, you know, other uh, things in the offense. Love so that. he, I mean, we will see a dose of him, but I don't think we're going to see, like, a ton of Le'Veon Bell. Yeah. Um. So we might be able to bottle them up and then just, we've been playing pretty well against wide receivers. The only thing that, you know, the, the only thing that really scares me, obviously, is the over-the-top thing with, with Tyreek Hill and then, uh you know... Mikul Hardman. Well, Hardman, a little bit, but, you know... Travis Kelsey's the guy that you're just like...
0: Red zone. It's... it's he's, guy's not. It's, nuts. The it's the guy's an crazy. automatic touchdown. If yeah, I right mean,
2: if it. you're... Yeah, if they're within, like, 25 yards, just, they're gonna do a fade route, and he'll catch it, and, you know, when he... And I remember he fumbled the ball early. He's running around screaming the F word. I'm like, dude, it's one drop, bud. Yeah. You're gonna score three touchdowns for the rest of the game. So... <laughs> The guy's crazy. I mean, the guy's great. And then you got
0: Mahomes. Left-handed S- passes. If I
2: hear a Showtime on... If I hear a Showtime Mahomes, I'm going to tip my TV over. <laughs> They're better... Joe <laughs> Tessitore better not be calling this game. Or I'm going to lose it. <laughs> I'm serious. Any, but uh,
0: Anyways, moving on.
2: But uh, I think... I think we're going to keep it close. And this is the first time of this year that I've... Predicted them to lose. Um, <laughs> yeah, yeah. I'm not great at predicting, apparently. Except for, you just, <laughs> just, just for the yeah. you don't like
0: predicting. No, I unless. don't.
2: I don't like. Yeah, I don't like uh, predicting my team's going to lose, even though like, I don't like
0: predicting it either. I'm just I, I just, think it's gonna, I know the reality.
2: I'm I'm probably going to go the same route. You, I think it's gonna be thirty-one twenty-three. Because I I feel like you can pick on their defense. Especially, yeah. especially their
0: defense is beatable in ways.
2: Yeah, I think their run defense is better than their pass defense. I think we, if you could, if we could throw against them better than than we threw against the
1: Patriots. And yeah. the Raiders scored 40 on them, and that was the game Henry Ruggs sort of broke out, right? He had, he had two had, catches yeah. for
2: 118 yards.
1: 118 yards. So, you know, for us to win this game, I think Jerry Judy. <laughs> It's maybe it's his time on, man. to to break out. We Let's need get to see it. Five or six catches for 140 yards and two TDs. I mean, a real breakout Ooh. game like a first round wide receiver needs to have. Yeah, we, I'm, we're, I'm,
0: we've been waiting on it.
1: Yeah, you had it with to, Justin Jefferson.
0: We had it with Henry Ruggs. You he had, had it with multiple guys. Ceedee Lamb. Drafts.
1: I mean, I mean, we, yep. now
0: we need, Lamb. I mean, this is Jerry it, Judy time. This is
2: Jerry Judy time. Now he's got to be the Hall of Fame. I mean, they always talk about the Hall of Fame five with the quarterbacks. Hall of of Fame five with the um, wide receivers. And Jerry Judy is the one getting left out right now. Could be, yeah. So i say he drops, you know, like Kevin said, five, six catches, 130, two touchdowns.
0: I think if he does that, we'd probably win the game. Uh, I think the biggest, one of the biggest things, so our defense has been good. Our defense has been good. It should get better with the additions coming back this week. Keep in mind, the Patriots had averaged 29 points a game prior to this game against us, and we only allowed 12. Yeah. That's good. Yeah, that's great. That's good. Um, but well, I'm going to stick with the prediction and very much hope to be wrong. I would love and relish in being wrong uh, if we're able to pull out a win against the Chiefs because probably not going to go win in Kansas City. So if we're going to win, it's going to be this week in Denver. Um, yeah, hundred percent. But yeah, definitely hope that that I'm wrong in that prediction. But anything else you guys want to add before we uh, before we shut down at an hour well, nine?
1: You know, will the Chiefs have an answer to Brandon McMoney? Right? <laughs> you got? Can they stop him?
0: Can we just get him to start can throwing they, the ball?
1: Yeah, just send him out there every fourth down. Just send him out there and say kick it.
0: Hold on, hold on. Can a quarterback kick the ball? Kind of Can he be back there, get the snap, and start kicking it to receivers? <laughs> running down the field. He might be good. I was going to say, just
2: just get the ball to
1: the 40. He my my brain there. froze he just... on that question, but <laughs> yes. Just it was the, a dumb question. Just get the <laughs> but, ball
2: uh, to the 40 every time. 40, kneel it three times, and kick the ball. <laughs> kneel it three
1: times. We're in the mile high try. air. He could probably kick it from seventy, the way he's oh, going. Yeah,
0: <laughs> yeah, yep. yeah. Ball but control. I, run the clock with kneel downs.
2: Yeah, I mean that, that's the one thing we got. <laughs> that's the one thing we got to do is we got to keep the ball out of Mahomes' hands.
0: Yeah. Uh, yeah,
1: if we'll we got to run goes. it four hundred um, times. Run it. Is, is there times. any chance Melvin Gordon plays this game? I think he does. I think he does. That would tremendously help our efforts to get a one-two. The only reason they're practicing, it, unless it depends he gets on what
0: happens with the suspension. Unless no,
2: un, the, the NFL usually does it after a conviction; they'll suspend somebody. Right. But I don't, think he's I, sp- I don't think he's. I don't think he's supposed them. to go to court until like early November. Yep. So we have him till early November, and what they did, same thing they did to Kareem Jackson. Uh, it was a two-game suspension.
0: Anyways, I'm going to wrap this up because we're at hour 11 now. So Got I'm gonna go ahead and wrap this up. Listeners, thank you for listening. If you uh, have any questions, certainly feel free to. Uh, you can always leave us messages on anchor.fm slash Uh You can also follow, subscribe. Uh, like, whatever you like to do with your podcast, uh, we're on board. Uh, and also share uh, to your fellow Broncos fans. Um, we are just fans. We're fans just like you. We just like to talk Broncos. So um, hopefully, you guys can get in on it with us. And I hope you enjoy the show. Thank you from Kevin, from Ian, from myself. We're out. <laughs>